0: Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited today uh, to spend some time with Maxine and Marty Gallons. I have been blessed to be their coach, to be their friend for going on, you know, call it twenty-one years. So twenty-one years of Monday at eleven thirty. I have so much respect and admiration for these two. They are a legendary luxury mother and daughter team selling in coastal san diego la jolla del mar the ranch etc and they've been doing it for decades and when you think about decades and being legendary and remaining relevant right being current being modern it is so impressive to me um so to have them here think about it they've navigated call it to you know, multiple recessions, a housing crisis, now a pandemic, social injustices, and yet they continue to persevere, innovate, and move forward powerfully. So it is just my honor and pleasure to finally have you on the podcast. So let's go one at a time. What's up, Maxine? How are you?
1: I'm great, even though it's been decades, <laughs> decades, like four plus decades.
0: I was, I was, yeah. Think about that four, four plus decades. I was actually sitting here with uh, Tristan, my, you know, one of my producers here, And we're talking about the fact that, you know, between the two of you, I mean, Marty, are you, are you 30 years in the business, 25 years in the business? Give us some optics here.
2: 35 years in the business, 1985, I started right out of UCLA. Right.
0: right. So, so just, I mean, think about it for the listener listening right now. These two have been legendary in the 80s the 90s the 2000s the 2010 plus and now here we are in 2020 and they continue to be dominant so so marty give us a quick like maxim is just giving a quick you know sort of hey hello marty how are you what's going on i know you're crazy busy we're going to cover a lot of ground today but just kind of say hello to the podcast nation and tell them really quick who's marty gellens
2: hi everybody yes i'm marty gellens marty gellens Stubbs. I have a hubby, two kids, and um, love to work a very balanced life, which is why we have Tom Ferry as our coach. Yeah. Uh, back in the day when we started and there wasn't technology, we worked you know, out of the house 724, meeting with clients whenever, wherever, weekends, nights, and it was a very, very crazy life. It still is, and we still work 724, but... We have uh, had you to help us balance our life and work our business like a business. Yeah. And we've also used technology to our advantage and are able, of course, like everybody out there, able to do so much more um, virtually, you know, even before the pandemic. And yeah. that allows us to have a life as well, which has always been important to me. Um, from the moment I became a mom, I knew that I didn't want to work 724. So uh I haven't. Uh, I've been able to really have a balanced life and raise two boys that are now 27 and 23, uh, being a real estate agent the entire time.
0: Pretty remarkable. And considering those two both, you know, now play professional baseball and you guys travel to a lot of games and we know it's a little wonkier, you know, today as we, as we film and record this, but nonetheless, you know, you know, the two of you, you know, for as long as we've known each other, you've been going to the games, You, you, you really do live that, that "Quote unquote," if there was a balanced life in this business, you two really live it. So we're gonna we're gonna get into that, but I want to flip back over to your mom. So, Maxine, how long have you been selling homes now?
1: Forty, going on forty five years.
0: Okay, so going on forty five years. So, so for the person listening right now, I want you just to think about all of the change that Maxine has seen in the industry in forty five years. Right from you know. I just think of the adjustments to lock boxes to, you know, from the, Hey, here's the MLS and you handed somebody a book to today, you know, Zillow and everything else that we have available. Maxine, what do you still love about this business before we jump into all this other stuff that I want to cover? What do you still love about this business?
1: Well, after being in this pandemic, I love being with all these people that I work with. That's number one. I can tell you that for sure. Yeah. And I think just, I still, get the excitement of the deal, especially of the big deal. I mean, I, it's just exciting and it's fun. And I love that the the clients still get me excited when they're happy and when they're content and when they're, you know, not disturbed about something. I I just love that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so today, ladies, I wrote down 10 to 15 words, depending upon how you want to look at it of Things that I just want to explore with you. I just want to get your perspective on. And and if you're listening right now, whether you're watching or listening, you know, this is going to resonate with new agents, with startups, with veterans, with team leaders, with, you know, people that have been in the industry for a long time, short time, and everything in between. So no order of importance, but I want to get both of your perspectives starting. First and foremost, you have a legendary family business, right? Most family businesses are pretty chaotic. And you, you two really keep it together. So my first question for you both, and I want to go, I'm going to go Marty first. Marty, how do you make a business partnership with your mom or your spouse or just you know, a family member? How do you make it work?
2: Well, for us, um, you know, in, in the early days, I think the big um, reason, in my opinion, why ours really worked is that um, I had a business myself beforehand. For nine years, and I think that helped our relationship when we became partners. That it wasn't um, mom and daughter who was just learning her the business as she kind of went through it. Yeah. I already had learned the business with my mom as my mentor, of course. You know, yeah. I learned so much from her. Not being partners because we talked about it a lot, but once we became partners, it was a little more of an even deal, and I think that helped. You know, both of us. I say though, when we became partners i checked my ego at the door because my mom was a rock star from day one, and by the time I had been in nine years, she had already been in almost twenty years yeah. and a legend you know for twenty years and so I said well what 's more important to me is being a mom and a wife and having that time with 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 my family and so we had to set parameters around our business and how it was going to run and why I was coming to work with her and why she wanted me to work with her and why, you know, vice versa. So you've really got to set parameters. And thankfully for us, we're the yin and the yang. We're very much alike, but we're also very different in some of our, our personality traits where I'm yeah. much more like even keeled and my mom's like a roller coaster. Um, but our business acumen and the way we run our business and the way we think about things is identical.
0: Yeah. So, so Maxine, when you hear that, I'm just going to flip the question right back to you. First of all, what do you think when your daughter says all that? And then how do you make a family business work?
1: Well, I'll start with how we make a family business work. I think, really, going back the uh, 30 years, almost 30 years, right, Mark? Yeah,
2: 20. Been, well, Garrett's 27, so 26 years. 20,
1: 26 years together. I don't know how few times we've talked about business when we're in a family situation. I mean, when we're on a vacation, when we're together for dinner, we, we just talk about family and we just deal with the family. We don't talk about business deals or what's going on. And I know that's a mistake a lot of people make when they're partners, even yeah. when they're not, married, uh, not mother of daughter. If they're yeah. married, they bring it home. And we don't do that. And I think that's been a big help. And uh, we get away from it too that way because it it doesn't happen very often that you get away from your business.
0: Yeah. that's it. We're going to talk about work-life balance, which, you know, Marty was talking about. And and Maxine, it really, like, even though I had all these things that I want to discuss, towards the back there's one, but I want you to speak to it now. So I'm going to, I'm going to switch gears and say to you, um, you two are both so mentally tough. Yes, Marty, to your point, you know, you're very steady, Eddie, even keel, Um, You know, and your mom has that, just that ferocious, you know, crazy spirit about her, but, but that's the beauty of your, your partnership, right? If you were both the same, one of you isn't necessary. Both of you share a trait that I respect and admire. And I would just, I would, I would call it just mental toughness, right? The ability to deal with a lot of crap, a lot of issues and stay even. Maxine, how do you like, how do you do that? Like for the person listening right now, who is that emotional yo-yo, right? Who everything takes them, you know, out of their, uh, you know, out of their guardrails. What do you say to that person to help them get mentally tough?
1: Well, first of all, I really have to say, I think you're born a certain way. I really do. um, uh, And that's unfortunate. I can't tell people how, how you're born that way. And that's what you are. But I know as a child, when something bothered me, I let it go like the next day, in fact, would someone say, what were you upset about yesterday if I was seven or 10 or 15 years old? I didn't remember what I was upset about. So I think that's part of my personality. So starting with that, and then I think the more you're given, the more you can take. And so 40 plus years in the business, I've, I've been through a lot. We've been through the good, the bad, as you say, the, yeah. and when you say the 200, 2010 things were good, things were good in 2010, we had to go through that. I think that was the hardest part of real estate and life was going through the 2009 through 12 situation. And that to me proved that we can go through anything if we can get through that. And you just have to look to tomorrow instead of yesterday when you're trying to solve a problem. What did I do to solve this problem yesterday? I have to do that tomorrow. And yeah. I think that's one of the things I can tell you you can do is look forward instead of back. And um, and also, Marty and I, when we have issues, we work them out between, I don't mean issues between us. We don't have yeah, that. With, with when a we client. have issues with a client or with a property, we try to work out what is best to handle that situation. So if you don't have a partner, have somebody that you can mentor with and you can talk with to get that problem resolved because it doesn't go away unless you resolve it. It doesn't right. just disappear. Yeah. And I mean, right now I've got three problems on my desk that came this morning and I will deal with them this afternoon to get them resolved or try to resolve them.
0: Okay. But that also brings up another thing. And, and, you know, Marty, I'm going to jump to you in a second, but I want, I want your mom to finish this. One of the things that, again, that I respect about you two having worked with you for, you know, two decades is Everybody deals with problems, but but I noticed the two of you you've learned and I, I want to know how you did it that not everything has to be addressed in this instant. Oh my god, this second, you know, drop everything, you know, like you know, I know my kids are, you know, in the middle of a high school play, but I'm leaving now cuz a deal. Oh my god. Like I just don't see you two doing that. Is that is that age wisdom is it, you know, you don't give a flying you know what? Like how do you do that?
2: Oh well, I think I was born with that. I think my mom has acquired that <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> because she does want everything now, now, now. And when something comes up, it's like, we got to deal with it right now. So I would say that yeah. is her personality for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But she has learned to sort of put that a little at bay mm-hmm. to have a life. I mean, yeah. honestly, you know, my mom was very happy to work seven days a week and 24 hours a day and, yeah. and put that, I don't want to say first, but out of necessity many times first, but also just at the, you know, wanting to take care of the client, wanting to take care of the business, not letting anything, you know, go by the wayside. Of course, she's much more got to deal with it this instant, but she's become much better at it with, you know, other things in her life that are important too, to be able to, you know, put it aside a bit. That said, I mean, our business is, you know, paramount and we do deal with things, you know, Immediately, I, you know, there's I think there's a, a lot of agents. I don't know how they do this because we don't, you know, they, they, they're unavailable for a while or you they don't deal with something or you call and they don't get back to you. That's not us. I mean, if you don't hear from us, days. A few, yeah, if you don't hear yeah. with us within yeah. a few hours, that's a thing, but we can put something aside for a few hours to do something else, whether it's yes. another business thing or a family thing or what have you. We've learned of compartmentalize and, and, and have a life. It's very important. Very important.
0: Yeah. And I want to be clear for the, for the listener, we're not talking about not having exceptional customer service and a great experience. We're talking about when you do the kind of volume and transactions that these two do, there is a problem or a fire every day. And if you're constantly just putting out fires, then you're not moving your business forward. Is that a fair, fair assessment ladies?
1: Absolutely. Yesterday I, told my team and I put my phone on silent. I went to the Padre game in the middle of the day and that was three hours. And I just, that's what I did. And yeah. anything that was urgent is not as urgent as three hours worth. You can yeah. deal with it after and that's what you do. And, yeah. and someone called me a half hour before this podcast and said, you need to do this, you need to do this. And I said, I will do it after the podcast around eleven thirty or 12. And I mean, As Marty said, I used to drop everything to handle a problem, and that would create another problem. So I learned that that sometimes your problems are not as great as you think they are.
0: Yeah, and there is a there is a balance. I think for everybody listening, I was uh, talking to Josh Rubin, who you both know, uh, this morning on a coaching session, and he said, "I said, you know, we're we're talking about sort of the scenario of the New York City marketplace right now," and he said. He said, Tom, my answer to everything in New York City right now is Bruce Lee's most famous quote, be like water. He said, you just have to be fluid with people right now. Like you can't, you can't be rigid. You can't be stiff. You got to be more fluid. And I think, you know, you two balance that to me very effectively, but I'm going to switch gears. You ready? Because I've only gotten through two of my 10. Um, talk to me about staying relevant, staying fresh for the ever changing psychology of buyers and sellers throughout decades. How do, you, how do you remain relevant to buyers and sellers at this level?
2: We are always willing to learn every day. We are consistently looking for what is relevant, what is the best thing for our clients, what can we do to elevate um our our properties out there you know especially my gosh through this pandemic i mean the 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 water faucet completely turned off and we were sitting there going oh my goodness we have a team which you know they're amazing and i was going to interject about them too they allow us to also have balance and and deal with problems because we're smart and we have people that we hire that help us so that we can do what we love to do which is you know, negotiating and all that. But anyway, I'm segueing. But so we're through you and watching, you know, the various tools that you've given us through our company and the tools they have given us. We're yeah. always looking for what is the best thing now. And we're always wanting to change and willing to change and trying to be on the forefront of whatever's, you know, now. Yeah. And my goodness, in, the, in this world we're in now, things are, are changing, you know, daily. Rapidly. And, and when the pandemic happened, we, I feel we were really great about not freaking out. It was a 30 day, nothing was going on. And we, yeah. every week we were on with our team and, and then some with Zoom and checking in and helping everybody, you know, come up with things to do during this time. And we said, look, when we come out of this thing, we're going to be on the other side of it because we didn't stop. You know, it's like That's you were right. saying, don't, you know, don't quarantine, don't, what was your words? I don't know. You know, don't quarantine yeah, yourself. Don't, or don't-, don't
0: furlough yourself. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. But
2: we didn't. I mean, even though there yeah. was nothing to do, we were doing yes. it. Yes. Do You remember the time, right? I guess we were about
1: three weeks into the, into the pandemic. And Tom said to me, why are you so negative? You're not a negative person. Get out of this, get out of this negative. Because like for seven weeks, we didn't have a call or a showing and we're going, Oh my God, what are we going to do? And you just told us to snap out of it. And we did, we snapped out of it both mentally and physically.
0: Yeah. So for the record, for the people that are listening, uh, we have a lot of rapport, like (laughs) we we spent a lot of time together. So I was probably not even that nice. And for me to be that care fronting to Maxine Gellens takes a little uh, courage. But you know, you were, you were in a funk. But but, Maxine, let's go back to this. The thing, when I first met you two, you, now we talk about this like this growth mindset, this incredible book by Dr. Carol Dweck. The thing that always stood out for me is your openness, both of you, your willingness. You, you didn't always execute it, but you didn't say, you know, you, I never heard from the two of you, not in my market, that doesn't make sense, that's not a luxury thing. It was more like, that's really interesting. Haven't really figured out how we might do it or if it's right for us yet. Like, Maxine, where did that come from? Because you know, like most of the world is, they have they have a very small perspective. You seem to have a bigger perspective. How do you maintain that?
1: Well, out of respect for you, Tom, I mean, we, you've been with us 20 years. Yeah. And we've learned more from you than you've learned from us. Trust me. So the fact that I respect and recognize and admire your conversation and your direction and your learning and teaching. Got gets me into that mode. I mean, you've given us so many thoughts and and suggestions that we've followed, and a lot that we haven't. And it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It has to do with us. Yeah. Because we just we're not real good at at. Uh, uh, what do I want to say? Schedule of having to do this, this, this. <laughs> yeah, the regiment, I'm the routine. Reg- I'm not a regiment, as Marty said, I'm not real regimented. I've become better and mm-hmm. I do get my things done. And Marty writes everything down on a schedule and she gets her things done at the end of the day. I just kind of do it and it gets done. I, and that's just the way I am. But I think part of this uh, pandemic trying to get forward is I I started thinking about in the beginning, oh my God, is this going to be another 2009, 10, 11, 12? I need to prepare for it because we were not prepared for that because we kept saying, this is going to end, this is going to end, and it it didn't end. This will end, and the good news about it is everybody is in the buying and selling mode of houses right now across the country, I believe, because they've experienced not wanting to be where they are or wanting to be somewhere else. And that's given us the ability to buy and sell homes for people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I want to, I'm going to go two totally different directions, but this is, this is gonna be super valuable for the listeners. I want, I want you both to take a step back and imagine you're starting over in real estate in 2020 today as brand new agents or, Either one of you, you're mentoring brand new agents today. So, kind of either, you know, like Marty, I I, I take you to, and I say, hey, I'm moving you to. I was going to say, you know, the Bay of Dreams, without you know, I'm going to move you to Santa Barbara, right? Which is you know, coastal California. You're in La Jolla Del Mar, right? It's kind of the same but different. You know, different vibe. I move you there. You start over a brand new. What do you do? Or you two are mentoring a brand new agent. What advice and direction do you give that person? Whoever wants to go first.
2: You want me to go? Go oh, on. Mark. Yeah, go. I'll,
1: that's fine. Go ahead. Well, first of all, I, I probably have to say that I don't know that I would do anything differently. And when I say that, when I started, I was like the fix all, do it all. I, I took people's homes and, and Started having them make the repairs even if they didn't have the money and I didn't have money either but I loaned them a couple thousand dollars and put it on on the bill because I wanted them to make the profit that people are making on on uh, flippers right now yeah also I think I would the only thing I would change big time is I would go more simple and lightly and stop doing the amount of expenditure on hard copy advertising because the internet has taken over so unbelievably now that that is the way I would advertise myself and market myself. Because again, if you don't market yourself inside your company, then you don't get out there. You don't get known unless you do Phoning every single day, two hours a day, get on and call, cold call. That's another way that people have become very successful, which is not my cup of tea. But I would tell you that I would not change anything I would do other than I would just be so out there in the internet and get myself marketed so that people would know who I am, what company I work for, and and specifically work a specific area, and hold an open house Every single Saturday and Sunday, as long as it wasn't COVID, obviously, you can't yeah. do that now. But that's how I got started. And that's how I built up my business in a neighborhood that I ended up with. After 20 years, I had 80% market share. And right. that's how I did it by holding an open house every Saturday and Sunday. And that's how I got Marty started, too.
0: So so I want to, Marty, before you, before you answer, I want to just unpack that. I heard open house every Saturday, Sunday. I heard basically be a solution for every seller and every buyer, whatever it takes, help them do it. Right. And and everybody gets that, but like you re like that's just who you two are. Like it's whatever it takes. We're going to make it happen. I also heard have a geographic farm, right. Whether it's have a territory,
1: you're going to start for sure.
0: Right. And, and then obviously, you know, remember for context, for the person listening, you know, when you're going back to the eighties and the nineties, you know, we were all around when all of a sudden this transition to, you know, this, It went from the companies being advertised to the agents being advertised, my friends at Hobbs & Herder that started creating personal brochures for agents and putting their brands on the map. Today, that is one of the hottest and most important trends for a real estate professional to stand out amongst the competition. So you're saying back then you said you wouldn't have done the advertising. I would argue that. I think back then you had to do it. Today, you just don't have to because the internet makes it easier faster more efficient less cost is that fair Maxine
1: that's correct and I did the Hobbs herder brochure
0: I know you did was it you with a tennis racket you know
1: <laughs> no actually I did the Hobbs herder without Hobbs herder
0: yes yes so Marty what about you if you were if you were starting over in Santa Barbara or you were mentoring a brand new agent who's Marty ready it's a she she's got two kids right and she has got to hustle she is Got to make money. What do you tell that new agent?
2: Well, first of all, can we pretend that it's not during the pandemic? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Sure.
0: Yes.
2: (laughs) Because there's a lot of different things that we can't do at the moment. Right. Of course. Um, Of course. Well, so as my mom kind of said, and she, as I said earlier, was my mentor. And she told me a lot about what to do to get my business started and we were not partners for nine years. So the one thing I definitely would agree with and we tell our team who my nephew, my yeah. brother's son is new to our team yeah. and so he, ha- we, he has been mentoring us, right? And it's amazing because he's a family member and helping him through all of this brand new right out of college, um, but I know you didn't ask that question about him, but I would totally do the open house thing. That is where you meet people, especially as somebody brand new into the business. Um, It's very difficult for um, even your friends and what have you to trust you that you know what you're doing as a brand new agent, whether you are 21, like I was when I got in, or if you are now a mother with two children trying to look for a different career and you're you know 35 and you've got a great, yeah, and you've got a great, sphere to look to but they're not really like sure about you know using you so you've kind of got to go out and find at first other people um and by doing the open houses in my opinion is the greatest way and stay in the same area every weekend so that you get to know people geographically um i did that every weekend i also knocked doors back in the day i wouldn't do that today um But I I would then, once I had some success with that, be sure you tell everybody about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And with the internet today, social media, Instagram, Facebook, of course, every open house you have, you can blast it to the world. Um, You know, with Facebook ads and Instagram ads, so important. It's amazing how many people you can reach, you know, online. And so there's some tools that are there today that we didn't have. So, kind of a blend of the old fashioned way through the open houses, um, geographic farming to go along with the open houses, you know, make sure you send out cards, and then doing the online things to back it up and to uh, be present there. Um, something we've been doing actually during the pandemic, which I love, which yeah. we're going to continue to do afterward, is these Facebook Live open houses we haven't had a lot of traction of people going on live with us, even though we're advertising it and sending out email Mm -hmm. blasts and putting it on our newsletters and all those things. We haven't had a lot of live traction, but the traction we have had after the live event is incredible. And we've had two buyers who have bought properties who have literally been into these videos because they, they really see the house. I mean, photos are very, you know, sexy, and they show the home an angle. Even the videos we do that are very Broadway show production-like, they yeah. are not the same as these basic, someone, my husband on his iPhone, filming me, walking through the house, and the things I talk about, I'm like, wow, I, I that was awesome that I said that. You know, you're talking about the area, you're talking about lots of different right. things that you spend 10, 15 minutes on a tour and a buyer, loves
0: it you I remember watching one same thing I think everybody knows like you do these and it's like oh there was only like three people watching and one was my mother but then but then you boost it and all of a sudden you got 400 500 a thousand two thousand three thousand views and and that's where the action is, right? Thousands of views.
2: Thousands of views yeah. on our Facebook Live open houses. It's been great, and because of the boosting and everything. But right. Um, it, but and then it's been real people that have you know looked at the property because of those. So
0: yeah. So we're going to talk about marketing in a minute, but Maxine, any kind of closing thoughts on new agents starting over? What would you tell them?
1: Well, uh, I'll just reiterate what Marty said. In fact, Zach, our our my grandson, her nephew this last year before COVID had five sales because of open houses. That's the only way he met those people. And he sold three, four houses over a million dollars and he's 23, 22 years old. So, I mean, and people don't trust 22 year olds or 23 year olds, but they trusted him because they met him and got to meet his personality instead of, cold calling somebody where you can't really meet somebody face to face. And like he had a a Facebook live yesterday on a a property that's going to go viral too. And so that's what you do. And he's a young, a young kid who we're trying to mentor. So I would mentor those people out there the same way.
0: Yeah. You know what I I love about this? It's like.
1: I should, if I wanted to start my business over today because I had no business and that could happen. Yeah. I would go out there and hold an open house every Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. That's what I would do. And yeah. I can't tell you, I won't say one other thing because that's the best thing you can do for yourself.
0: Yeah. And, you, and listen, I think most agents know, especially all the veterans out there listening, even though they're like, Oh God, maybe open houses, you know, and, and, you know, pre COVID post COVID during COVID, it's all different, but like Andy C who you two know really well. I mean, Andy, that was the, that was the cornerstone of his business and still is today. And he did, 12 or 13 million dollars in commissions last year he you know he'll he'll fly his family to hawaii and then hang out with the kids and then he'll leave on the red eye on friday night to land saturday do saturday sunday open house and then take the red eye back to hawaii it's he, he said he said when if people say to him well that's weird he said no, no no i put my family up in a beautiful house because i do open houses right? We can go on a two week vacation because I do open houses and he's been doing it that way for, you know, 20 years. So, so
1: he can go home and pay for the vacation on the weekend and come back.
0: Bingo. So let's, let's talk about marketing for a second. I actually wrote down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine ish things. And here's, I'm going to, I'm going to say it and I just want you to give feedback. So you ready? And you could say, don't do it, hate it, love it. Oh my God. Best thing ever. Just whatever your opinion is. So ready? direct mail. Love it. Okay. Why do you love it?
2: We because actually get business from it. <laughs> That's
0: why
1: people hand yes. us the card when they walk in and say, give us a listing presentation.
0: Yes. And they hand the you the card. They do. They do.
1: They
2: do. We always yeah. ask where our business comes from. You know, of yes. course when we get a do. listing call and a lot of that, we do almost all of La Jolla geographic farm. We do most of Del Mar and we just get a lot of business from it. So we love it.
0: Yeah. Would you say it's, would you say it's predictable? Has to be. Yeah. Right. So
2: it
1: needs to be every single week or every single twice a week. And it's very expensive, but it's worth every penny.
0: So we said open houses, so we don't even need to go there. Um, Ready? Email marketing. Marty, how important is email marketing today? Good, bad, works, doesn't work? Tell us.
2: Works. We um, have been inconsistent with our email marketing, and we are trying to become consistent with our email marketing through the pandemic. So now it's been four months or so. We now have religiously had a Tuesday. Tuesday. A uh, email to our database and a Thursday email to our database with two different goals in mind. One, yep. one is simply about our listings. The other is a little, it's about our listings also, but gives more information about the market and what have you. So two touches to our email database per week. And I just got a call yesterday from a client who thankfully I've kept in touch with her Um, and she was, she just as an aside had said, well, yes, you know, I get your emails every week and I'm laughing because those just started religiously over the last few months, you know, and she probably (laughs) thinks she's been getting them for years and not that we haven't done emails, but I mean, we are twice a week for the last four months. And before it was, if we were lucky, we thought about doing it and it was Monday on, you know, April one, okay, send it, you know, because
0: that seems
2: like years, the four months.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so any specific software recommendations, do you just use whatever the company has, you know, someone's got, someone's got, do you even know Marty?
2: (laughs) You're (laughs) asking us, we were using MailChimp and I know we've changed during COVID to something else, but I don't know.
0: Yeah. 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 doesn't matter. Google, Google that. Okay. Um, no, I'm, I, I know who to ask on that one. Um, Let's talk about making phone calls and texting to your database, Maxine. Does that work? Does that not work?
1: Of course it works. And I've, this during COVID, I've learned a lesson that keeping in touch with clients is really important because out of boredom, I got, went through my phone. I have thousands of call, uh, numbers on my phone and I started calling people that I hadn't called or yeah. people that we had expired listings that took them off the market. And lo and behold, guess what? You get business from it, and they love to hear from you. Surprise.
0: Yeah. But I mean, come on, you said, you said, of course, but like, uh, listen, as your coach, like, you know, Marty, you and the team, you know, you've done so many, you know, database, you know, competitions, five contacts a day, and your mom resists that, like, like nobody's business. And yet, then when she does it, she's like, oh, I got another listing, and I got an appointment, I got to sell it out. Maxine, what is that about?
1: I don't like to be pinned down to uh, 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 to something I have to do. It's in my personality and, yeah. and it's like, and I'm very, um, I don't have a lot of patience and sitting for two hours on something that I'm really not enjoying and I don't like rejection, yeah. like I don't like rejection. And so to call people and say, hi, I haven't talked to you in two years, how are you doing uh, is like, Bothers me, but I know I have to do it. Yeah, and I've said that for how many years? 20? Yeah,
0: <laughs> 20, 20.
1: And I know so, Tom would say, "Think how much business you would do if you just followed up on your database."
0: Right, right. We that that's been a constant. That's been a, that's been a loving battle between the three of us for twenty years. Remember, remember when I said, let's just give the since you're not gonna call them, let's give them to the team, <laughs> right? At least somebody could go and say, hi, I'm calling from Maxi to Marty Gellens.
1: We are getting better at that. Giving them to the team. We are.
0: Yep. Okay, so uh, so Marty, video, video marketing, whether it's properties, we talked about it a little bit. You you resisted video. I mean, you listen, do you do you see what's here on my desk? Right? This is an old flip video camera, which after Gary Vaynerchuk spoke at the summit a million years ago, everybody ran out and bought one. You two always knew you should, and you always were like, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. But you you resisted. But I think pre-COVID, you know, the singing songs while caravan, all of a sudden something, something flipped with the two of you. What, what was it that flipped? And then what advice do you have for people today with video?
2: Well, again, we had to do something to get in front of people because we really couldn't be in front of people. And what a better way than video and then boosting it to to the world. And, yeah. you know, we just were lazy and didn't do it. And that's all it was about. I mean, every time we would get in front of not a enough video time. or whatever, not
1: enough time. it not was enough
2: fine. Time. Yeah, yeah, we just were lazy. We just made excuses why not to do it. But as I said we have been working harder than ever these last four months Mm -hmm. and part of that has been getting in front of a video camera and exposing ourselves to you know the world so we can talk to our clients so we can talk to people we don't know so we can expose our clients listings you know we were like we've got to we've got to do things and we were like my mom said calling our clients more and really being present in a time when we couldn't really be present yeah. And it's been amazing. So, you know, our business has gone crazy in the last three months,
0: yeah. you know,
2: since the initial pandemic started.
0: So, so when, when, knock on wood, right, when sort of this version of COVID ends, right, or, or whatever the new norm is, the new norm, is video going to stay? Is that going to be a constant forever? Or when things get back to normal, video goes away for you? Be honest, this is being documented. Oh
1: no, this is, I'm even doing video. And if I'm doing video, it's staying. Yeah. Because I am so
2: technically unstable.
0: (laughs) Technically unstable. That needs to be a hashtag.
2: We're so blessed because we have like Amy, our marketing person. All we have to do is do it and then send it to her. I don't like doing Instagram posts, like personally even every month I might send out something. I just, it's just, I'm just not into it. I don't have time to even look at a lot of stuff. That's again, an excuse. Sorry. I could make the time, but it's just not something I make the time for very often. But having Amy and being able to just do something and send it to her. And then she does these amazing posts and Jessica, I mean, that's something else through this we have been religious on our Instagram and Facebook posts on behalf of our clients. Right. You know, and our team has been extra
1: awesome. Yeah. Because They've stepped up like you cannot believe every one of them. And as far as Amy, I had a virtual open house last week I, at the last minute. And I called Amy. She met me there. She videoed me, got it out there. And it was out there before I even finished. the. It was crazy and yeah. it was it was I didn't know it was live right and i started she didn't
0: with, tell you well,
1: she, she, she did but
0: i kind of forgot it I, didn't going, matter
1: i'm going oh no i don't want to do back see you're live
0: <laughs> okay so so let's but let's talk about that right um you you've heard me say before and it actually the, the credit goes to a client up in Minnesota who said to me hey done is better than perfect right? Sometimes just getting it done, just shooting the darn video is better than perfection. And here we are in a scenario with, you know, two legendary agents, Maxine, you're live. You don't even know. And you're like, okay, let me redo that. I want to say that over again. And she's like, no, you're live. I mean, you say you don't want rejection. Some people would take that as like catastrophic to their ego. <laughs> and yet it just rolls off your back.
1: Well, I, yeah, I know that. And that. A lot of things I say roll off my back. They shouldn't probably, but they do. And that's just who I am. And again, I'm a lot more complicated than is visually out there. Okay. Yes. But I kind of like put it aside and move on. And after you're my age, you've had a lot of experience doing that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, two children, four
1: grandchildren later. Yeah. All
0: right. So, so tell the, the listener who doesn't know you uh, and what is your age now?
1: 82 plus.
0: 82 plus. Think about
1: 82 plus born in 1938.
0: You listen, ladies and gentlemen, do you understand why I keep a, why I say to them almost at the end of every call, I love you. Right. Um, Right. I mean, think about like, I was pretty much every call is like, okay, I love you. You know, and, and we it's so funny. We say call it's all zoom, but we still call it a call, whatever. Um, Better. Yeah. So, all right. So I would love Maxine tell the story and this is leading to another marketing component. Tell the story about the listing appointment you went on with a guy named Joe who said to you, so what do you think about this Zillow thing? Oh, you don't remember who I'm talking about? Of course
1: I do. Via Casa Alta. Yeah, I know. I yes. Know. Uh, so we w- went on a listing appointment and uh, after the listing or during the listing appointment, said, what do you think about Zillow? And I went, and this was kind of new with Zillow. I this mean, yeah, early. this was like five years ago. More no, no,
0: that. no. Longer. Really? Like, okay. 10,
1: yeah. It was like seven yeah. years ago. Yeah. Was before, this was before the time we listed it. And he said, uh, so I told him what I thought of Zillow. And fortunately, I said good things. I didn't say bad things. And he proceeds to say to me, well, I'm glad you like it because the last broker I had here doesn't like it, doesn't understand it. And my son is the president and the major own, majority whole owner of Zillow yeah. in Washington or Oregon. I can't remember. But anyway, yeah. P.S., we ultimately listed his home. I think two years later or something and sold it. And, uh, his, unfortunately he passed away. Yeah. But, uh, his son is, and has been with Zillow, right?
0: Yeah. So that's uh, so the, for my audience, it's a Spencer Raskoff, who's the former CEO, uh, now the CEO of dot LA, uh, which I'm an investor in. Yay. Super great guy. Uh, but yeah, it was Joe Raskoff who, you know, just a legendary human being, which all of you should just Google to, to understand how incredible that, that man was. Fortunately,
1: I was positive and we got the listing probably because of that, but I liked Zillow at the time, but I didn't like the fact that they were, we thought they were going to take over the real estate market, but nobody's going to take over the real estate market other than the real estate agents who do a good job.
0: That's right. So let's, let's talk about that. That was really my segue into how important is it, Marty, to have an online presence? You were mentioning, you know, Instagram is a struggle for you because, you know you'd probably you'd probably post every live baseball game if you could be at one right but uh, so how important is it for an agent today to be active on social and really to have their their google page set up their you know their zillow profile whether they you know advertise or not realtor.com right on down the line how important is that today
2: I think it's imperative I mean everybody goes online to look for real estate today period end of sentence and you know, we even get I'll get buyers that call and want me to, you know, be their agent and help them and you know, they they find the properties. They they find the listings before we do. I mean, I would I have a client who I've said, you know, I I am not going to be in a race to find the house before you do because I'm doing things all day long. I get the hot sheet, I get the notifications, but you're just looking for you specifically. So, of course, you may find the house before I do. That yeah. is not my expertise. Yeah, my expertise is in negotiating and dealing with the problems and and marketing your home if it's a listing and what have you So my point is but as an agent you need to be there. Your listings need to be there You need to be there and clients want to see see you there and you know We've used it as a tool not only for ourselves for personal marketing But we have used it as a great tool for our listings be it on our own pages of all the people that follow us insta Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, yeah, Yeah. but, um, of, you know, used it as a tool for, for listings every day. And it's just become a great thing to, to get our properties out there. So
0: I love it. So I'm going to throw another one at you both. And, uh, and I'm shocked that, that most agents, I don't want to say don't get this, but I think they don't understand in my opinion, how powerful it is. Talk to us about agent to agent relationships and agent to agent networking, right? How how important in your world is it to know a lot of agents around the country, be friendly, you know, like be a part of their sphere? Talk talk about that.
2: Well, it's a huge part of our business. I mean, my mom and I, number one, uh, within our own local um, community we think having a good relationship with the agents we sell properties you know with is the most important thing we can do i mean we compete with each other every day and then we have to do a transaction together every day so it's the strangest uh relationship right you compete for a listing and then you bring an offer to that agent on that listing or another listing so you're in this interesting um uh, environment but we feel that that's one of our strengths is the relationships we have created with the agents to get along with them, to make it easy to show our properties. They know right. when they call our office, it's streamlined, easy to show, easy to sell our listings. We'd never say no. Um, we just always have somebody available to help another, another agent, even if they can't make it with their buyers, we, we will be, meet them there. So anything we can do to, um, to create that great relationship we'll do. And I'll let my mom talk about our more national and and the broader network of of agents that we have. Well, I also think it's really funny.
1: It's gotten so that we're we're so respected in our community for helping the brokers and getting them into the properties that if within five minutes, for some reason, we don't get back to them because maybe somebody's on the phone in the office and can't answer it what the heck's the matter with the gallons? It's five it's minutes. And they have, yeah. I mean, that's how really unbelievable our team is in, yeah. in getting them into our properties or answering a question, or even helping them with their own problems that they know we're going to be able to help them with because of our expertise. And as far as nationally, we're recognized all over the country because of number one, our longevity in the, in the marketplace. And the fact that We've been so helpful and when we get a referral, we sell mm-hmm. it or we communicate with them and they get paid. And, and I just think that, that out of the, what, how many thousands of agents are there? A million agents 1,
0: or 1.4 million agents just in the US alone?
1: I bet we're in the top 100,000 as far as uh, people respecting who we are. And that's very important for our clients' properties too. And for your relationship with other brokers. I mean, if someone says, who should we call in La Jolla or who should we call in call the Gellens, call the Gellens. And that's that's really important. And we go to all these conventions, unfortunately, not lately, but we go to we go to Tom Ferry, the summit. Mm -hmm. We go to the Berkshire Hathaway. We go to NAR. I've been involved with with theopsy and learning how to respect other agents that do the same business you do.
0: Yeah, I think there's there's so much to unpack in that, but the one thing I want everybody to get is what I know about these two and so many people that are like us, it's how can I help? Like you two are always there to, you know, you're at a convention, you just come off stage winning some award and someone's like, hey, can I pick your brain on something? Y- you two always say yes. I think they're, like, I don't know if that was just intentional, but you know, today when you look at like our client list and, and how many referrals are done agent to agent, and how how important that is, it just seems like it's like binary. Like one camp gets it and the other one doesn't, right? Like you two clearly get help people, give back, share, answer questions, offer advice. And I think that has a massive impact on your brand from an agent-to-agent standpoint.
1: For sure. And especially with your own community, even though with the new NAR rule, it's a little more difficult. I mean, you still have to have a good relationship, but now having a relationship with your own company is really important. And I think- my personal opinion is maybe I shouldn't put it out there. I think this rule is going to change within the next 12 months because I don't think it's a benefit to your sellers. I think it's a disservice to your sellers. And I'm talking about the clear cooperation cooperation, uh, thing has been, it's been a very big, difficult situation, but anyway, that's for another
2: podcast.
0: That's for another, we'll, we'll see how that one pans out, but we, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a prediction from Maxine (laughs) Gellens. <laughs> Marty's like, yeah.
2: <laughs> you can enter your conversation too, Marty. But I know. oh, yeah. I agree with you. Like I said, it's a whole nother podcast we could have. Right, right. Just on the and of the and we could get a hot, We could get a million agents to go on it with it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes, yes. We can. Hey, we could all do that one live. That would be a. That'd be a hot seat conversation. I can get Bob Goldberg to come join us. That would be even more fun. <laughs> so, so let's not wrap it up. But I want to. You know, so much of what has allowed you to to be successful is you figured out what you're good at and and what someone else could do better than you right so we're talking about building teams um you know when i met you you two had assistance but you always resisted the sales side do you remember that i say always but for years you resisted the sales side and then we got mark and mark has mark been with us now 16 years
2: I was going to say 15, but it might be 16. He's been yeah. with us a long time.
0: Right. I mean, so so for everyone listening, Mark, who is this just extraordinary guy, right? Mark's in the house, right? He's in the office. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's at every event. He's, you know, he's terrific. Married, kids, you know, he's, like he's done it all. we knew him when yes you knew him when
1: when he didn't have kids and he wasn't married
0: (laughs) yes yes and it was just a lot of surfing and craziness so let's let's just talk about teams right and maybe maybe let's start with mistakes to avoid with hiring salespeople transaction coordinators marketing coordinators showing assistants Um, what are some of the mistakes to avoid Marty, I'm going to you first, because you got a lot of the people stuff on your end.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think something that we've made a mistake of in hiring is sometimes hiring people that are more like us and liking who we're hiring, which of course you need to like who you hire, but I think my mom and I are such people, persons that on our team we would you know, lend ourselves to hiring people that were more like us. And that's a mistake because you can't have too many of that same type of personality or you're, you know, you're not going to get the job done if you will. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to be specific about anything. Um, We have an amazing team right now, like the bomb. We have every facet of our business covered. Like I've never seen it before and the personalities are different. And so they, they're good. Like it just, everything is gelling right now. So yeah. I think that's a mistake we've made in the past and you gave us that test that I, I don't even remember, but the last two hires we had what you crystal, we gave you the info well, well, and then yeah. it was perfect. It was exactly remember,
0: what. Crystal knows crystal knows right off their LinkedIn bit. He like, just hire, hire the personality profile, not the person. Right, hire the profile for the job was the the conversation we were in. Yeah,
2: it's really been amazing. So I think that's really important. And 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 then when you have your well, so we'll go on if you're going to have more questions. That's the first question.
0: Yeah, but I want to know. So break break down and then and then Maxine, I'm coming to you. Break down each role you have today, right? And you could say the person's name or not, right? You know, hopefully, every one of your team members is going to listen to this and be like, "Hey, that's me," right? So, but but help help them understand each of the roles that you have filled in place?
1: So, Marty's gonna do
2: that. We have a listing coordinator, Jen, and she handles everything from, you know, doing the listing presentation for us when we go out to see a client, to then uh, measuring the house, ordering the photos, meeting the photographer, inputting the listing, writing the remarks, selecting the photos. So listing, listing heavy, that's, that's her role. And tell uh,
1: tell everybody how long she's been with us, honey.
2: Well, she's been with us 15 years also, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. 15
2: or 16, yes. You know, time flies, so I don't
1: know the exact
2: amounts. 15 or 16 years, and she's just,
1: she's like a a book. You open the page and you open the page, uh, nothing changes. Jen just goes on and does her thing, and she's also our office manager.
0: Yeah. For, and for everyone that's listening, uh, if we pulled up Jen's crystal nose, her personality profile, she is a all C, which is just steady, consistent, more, more analyst, which is why she can do that same thing at a high level over and over and over where the three of us, we would try and flower it up and change it every single time. Right? So Jen listing coordinator, keep going. I was thinking, I was thinking Jess grow.
2: I know, Jescro, as we now call her, because we have two Jessicas. So our escrow coordinator, Jess, Jess, I can't even say Jessica. Jessica (laughs) is Jescro, and um, she's amazing. She is our newest member to our team. She came to us about, I should know exactly, nine (laughs) months ago or so. She's had a baby since she arrived, and um, she's fantastic. And she is steady, Eddie, also nothing riles that girl. Right. And she's yep. handling our escrows. And let me tell you, in the last two months and through COVID, we've sold a lot of houses and she doesn't get rattled by anything. Yep. And she's always available and we love that. So that's Jess escrow. So she I'm, handles the escrows from the time, you know, she'll write offers, she writes counters and then takes it from in escrow to closing. Yep. Never, gets she, I, never gets I,
1: behind, never gets behind. She could have 10 escrows and she's on top of every single one of them. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, and my mom and I are very involved in our deals, but we don't yes. do the paperwork part of it. If we have yeah. to, I write counters and offers and that, but she they they do all the back end stuff.
0: Yeah.
2: And so the so next what, person um go ahead. No, go ahead. Um so next I'd say Mike Nelson
0: mm-hmm.
2: um and he is our showing agent and what he does all of our listings are not lockbox. If we have 25 listings, we may have one that's on a lockbox. So they're all agent a company. We have to go and open the houses and be there and show them. And Mike is our number one showing agent. So he'll go and meet the other agents when they have their buyers. Um, Maxine and I will too, depending upon the listing. You know, we all jump in. In fact, every one of our our team members shows property, but that is his primary job. And then he attends inspections and you know termite and physical. And he he's our runaround guy. He's literally never in the office. Yeah. So that's the what Mike love does. Him.
0: Yeah, and they love him exactly. And then what about Jessica and Amy?
2: Yep. And so then Jessica is our office coordinator. She is, when we have an office open, uh, sitting at the front desk, she answers all the phones. She schedules all the appointments for the agents that want to show our properties. She sends out showings reports to our clients, marketing reports to our clients. She does all of our just listeds and just solds and all of our geo farm cards. So she has an additional job since she's, primarily in the office. She also does some other marketing um, for us. And she's second up in showings. And she, she, yeah, she's second up in showing and she's our second most recent hire. So she's been with us probably a year and a half, maybe. Yep. maybe. And then Amy is our marketing uh, coordinator and Mar- Amy does all of our advertising. She does most of our social media, although Jessica, who I just mentioned, also does social media posts, but Amy does 80% of it. And um, she's also an agent. So she does our marketing part-time. Um, she probably does 20 hours a week of our marketing. And then she's also an agent for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good. What I love about it too, especially like with Jessica, not Jess Crow, um, you know, all of that stuff she can continue to do even in a work from home environment, right? Answer the phone, schedule the appointments, keep the direct mail going, manage the showings. So, so some people are going to go, oh my goodness, that's like five Five salaried employees, ah, right. You, you just see, it. and then others will say, well, of course, right? High end, no lock boxes, client first, lots of showings. The, you know, this is how you got to manage it.
1: They alternate weekends. Yep. Every fourth weekend, they work the weekend. So they're on to answer all the phone calls and do the showings <clears throat> that for our non-lock box
2: houses, which are 98%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So then how many salespeople on the team and, and kind of break it down?
2: So, um, as we mentioned, Amy is part-time but mm-hmm. she, and, but she works full-time too. <laughs> you know how real estate is. So oh, I don't yeah. even want to call her a part-time agent. Yeah. She's an agent. And then we have Drew and Christy who are a husband and wife team and they, um, are awesome. They've been with our team. Christy came to be an assistant when one of our assistants left. That was like 10 years ago, I think. And she, after being an assistant, um, stayed on our team as an agent, and then her husband joined her. So they are yeah. husband-wife team. And then we have Mark, who we mentioned, who's been with us for 15, 16, 17 years, however long it's been. Yeah. And um, he gets all of the internet leads. So none of our internet leads are missed. He calls people back in two minutes. I mean, I'm not kidding. Even his if phone, he's in Hawaii in yeah, the ocean. He never doesn't answer his phone. So it's, it's wonderful yeah. um, to have him. And, and then, um, we have Kate who is a longtime La Jolla agent yes. who came to join our team about three or four years ago. Um, she just wanted to have the, the team, you know, atmosphere and the support. So she didn't have to have it on her own. And so she's an amazing agent and been in the business for 35 years as well. And then lastly, who we already spoke about is Zach, my nephew, my mom's grandson, and he's on fire. And he's uh, just really taken off in the business. I think he must have been listening all along the way because he's got so much common sense and understanding about the business for a twenty three year old, like you can't believe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, some people, you know, some people were raised on milk and cookies. He was raised on (laughs) real estate and deals.
1: His mom's (laughs) in the mortgage business. His mom's a wholesale mortgage lender.
0: Yeah. And and isn't Andy wasn't Andy's a doctor. Right. So who wishes he
1: was a real estate agent.
0: Right. Exactly. So, so, you know, now that we get a sense of, you know, the amount of people that support you, I think it, it helps people understand. um, We, we talk about it like you have to make a decision when you're running a business, right? Are you going to do everything and keep all the money yet stymie your growth? Or are you going to give up a few shekels? to people that are experts that do what they do so you can do more of what you do and go to 160 baseball games a year and dance three hours, you know, three hours a day Maxine, right? So so it's a it's the balance. So when people are listening to this or you're watching this, you know, keep that in perspective, right? They made that decision a long time ago that a few less shekels for a lot more time was a good trade. Am, am I missing something there, Maxine?
1: It's kind of more than that. Marty and I, whether it be 15 or 20 years ago, decided that we wanted a little bit of a life for ourselves too. And yeah. In order to have that, even if it's two hours a day, at the end of the day, you have to have support. And we, we're willing to give up what we don't have so that we can have the support. And the, it, it's also fun to be in an environment where you have people around you. We have yeah. our own little office, which is awesome. And the 11 of us are kind of together, but separated. And it's an enjoyable situation. We have Christmas dinners. We have Hanukkah dinners. We have Easter dinners. We have Passover dinners. (laughs) We just, we have it all. And, and so I wouldn't change a thing as far as our structure and the, the way we operate because Marty and I, because of some other situations, we had somebody had a baby, so she couldn't go out in the COVID environment. So for two weekends, we had to cover all the calls and the showings, and that's not what we want to do right now. That's not what yeah. we want to do now going forward. And again, when you're new and you're just trying to establish a business like Zachary, you do the weekends. You do the open houses. You do the showing. You do everything. You, you work because that's how you're going to get the business. You have to work full-time, 80 hours a week.
0: Period. Period. <laughs> So ladies, this went really quick. We're like an hour and six minutes in and I, I the more I do por- more, I do podcasts, especially with people that I love, the more I wish I scheduled like five hours, right? Because I feel like we've unpacked so much here, Marty, but there's so many other things that we can discuss. So, so I want to, I want to ask you both one last question and, and it, however you want to answer it is totally good. If you could talk to if you could talk to five million real estate professionals around the world, because we get people from Australia and South Africa and all over Europe and, you know, obviously, U.S., Canada, Mexico, South America. Like if you could talk to those agents, what would be like the two or three most important pieces of advice to help them get control of their business, take it to the next level and really live the kind of life that they love? It's a big loaded question. Whoever wants to go two, three, one. What would you say? Whoever wants to go first.
1: Well, I I think the most important thing you can do is enjoy your life with your real estate profession. If you're just doing business and you don't have any life whatsoever, you will burn out. That started to happen. I'll go back 30, I'll go back 30 years ago or 25 years ago. And that was happening where all we did was work, work, work. And Marty came to me and said, mom, this isn't working. So we decided to structure a life for ourselves, which we'll talk about in the next <laughs>
0: podcast. <laughs> in round two. So, 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 so say that again. Like, Tell me, drive home the point. What's the point you want him to get? You, you said something I thought was profound.
1: You can work eight hours a day but if you don't put some enjoyment in your day, you will burn out. That's yeah. the point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Marty, whatever what would you it say? Is, oh, whatever yeah. it is. yeah, It
1: can be baseball. It can be dancing. It can be working out. It can be going in the ocean and surfing. It can be going to your best friend's house and talking for two hours. Just give yourself some enjoyment, yeah. not just total work, work, work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Marty, what would you say?
2: Um, well, I agree with that statement completely and balance has been part of my entire life as I've talked about it a thousand times. Um, but I'll just say one thing, maybe a little, um, on a segue more business oriented is that you kind of touched on it. Know when you are at critical mass to take the step backwards or forwards, you know, you've got to decide what your business is going to be and have a plan around it. And for us, Um, we're at where we want to be. We know that we don't want to grow more in people. Like we're we're good. And I think you have to make a decision and you've used that word with us a lot, critical mass, you know, to grow or to maintain or what have you. And you've got to hire the people to help you do that. And for us, that's been key, having the team, having the right people with us. And also for us, having now our buyer's agents to, also round out our business and help us with our business and allow us to have a life. It all comes back to balance and having a life and having a great business. And real estate allows you to do that. It really does. If you do it right.
0: Yeah. 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 And there's, again, we could, we could go another hour on managing client expectations and, you know, being on the beach in Mexico and taking a call from a client and negotiating a deal. Cause that's, that's real estate, right?
2: Um, I have zero regrets about my entire business life. It's hard to believe that my children are grown and gone, 27 and 23 years old. But the whole goal, the whole time was to have a viable, thriving business that Mm -hmm. I worked full time at, but yet I didn't miss a baseball game, volunteering in the classroom, a play. I don't care what it was. There was nothing that was missed that we missed. My mom did the same thing. And, and it was, it was, it was fantastic. And it is fantastic. And real estate is a business. If you do it right, you can have that life. You can have a thriving business that's, you know, very, very lucrative and have a great life. And that's been our goal and continues to be our goal. And I I think that's why we're successful because, We get to enjoy our lives in addition to our business.
0: Yeah. And also it gives you the longevity. So, so Maxine, close it out. When you hear all that closing thoughts.
1: Yeah. I just start thinking about, and the partnership, whether it's your daughter, your friend, your someone you don't even know, but you feel you have the partnership has enabled us to not only talk with each other and get things resolved and solved, but One of us can take off and the other one is there. The client never loses out because they've got somebody representing them every minute of the day, whether it be night or morning or what have you, because we have a partnership. And obviously it has to work. And ours has been, we've been partners, forgetting she's my daughter, but we've been (laughs) partners without any arguing for 30 years. I mean, it's been unbelievable. And that is what I think is really important for a person to have a partner in this business because it can eat you up alive.
0: Yeah, well said. Well said. Well, you know I love you both. And I'm sure we have a coaching session this week also. But this was this was as fun as bringing the two of you on stage at a summit or just, you know, watching watching you two win an award. So, I just I, you know I love you, so I'm not going to go mushy gushy, but I just want to say I'm just so grateful because what most of people don't know listening to this is when I started this company 16, 17 years ago, I, I walked away from the family business and, you know, the gallons were the first ones to say, we're with you, let's go. And then they introduced me to my first enterprise client that even today is still a friend, right? And someone I was just texting with yesterday, right? So, you, you know, my family and everybody in the Ferry International uh, community owes the two of you a lot of a lot of gratitude and appreciation because most people don't know the behind the scenes impact you've had on my family this business and our lives so i just you know i love you i just want to say thank you
2: likewise tom I love you too you just brought tears to my eyes honestly love you
0: All right. I appreciate you We
2: aren't going anywhere. 82 year
0: old. That's right. That's right. Dominant. Dominant at 92, baby. Let's go. So, so for all my friends out there listening, thank you so much. Uh, Share this with a friend, whether they're a new agent or a veteran, especially a family business. Uh, And as always leave a comment, let us know what you think and let us know how else we can serve on these podcasts. So have an awesome day and we'll see you all next week on the podcast.